Good morning and happy Easter. Today is our day. It's Resurrection Sunday. And our text for today comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, when they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared, they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood before them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again? Then they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for the glory and the beauty and the power of your resurrection. Lord, I pray that today as we celebrate Easter, that the reality of the re resurrection will permeate our lives into every fiber of our being so that the resurrection may also transform us more fully into your people. Lord, I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Nobody woke up excited that first Easter Sunday. Not the disciples, not the women, certainly not Mary, Jesus' mother. They witnessed Jesus' brutal death on the cross on Friday. They saw his naked body stretched out on the cross. They saw and heard him take his final breaths. Then they laid him in a tomb late on Friday, just before the Sabbath began, they didn't even have the time for a proper burial because the Sabbath was coming. It would start at sundown on, on Friday. They, they didn't have time to do the proper burial. They hastily tucked him away until after the Sabbath. On that first Easter, the women went to the grave to bury him, not to worship him. They were carrying spices that they had prepared to finish the proper burial. When they arrived, they were distressed by his missing body. Even when they saw the empty tomb, they weren't thinking resurrection. They were thinking stolen body. They were certainly not excited that morning. I wonder if sometimes we aren't still carrying around spices, acting as though the resurrection didn't happen, acting as though Jesus is still dead. Granted, sometimes I'm afraid we prefer it that way. We don't want Jesus bothering us while we're driving through rush hour traffic. I remember an ugly encounter with a belligerent guest at a restaurant in New Orleans. As that got more and more heated, as I look back on it, I didn't really want the resurrection interfering then. I would rather be able to say what I wanted to say, not what Christ wants. We're in the middle of prom season right now. I remember those days and to be honest with you, I didn't really want the resurrection working its way into that celebration either. 
And then, of course, tomorrow is tax day. I'm sorry to remind you, but that may be another time that would rather Jesus not interfere. I wonder if we feel safer with a Jesus who is crucified for our sins than one who defeated death. You say, I, I want enough God to get me out of trouble. I, I want enough God to heal me when I'm sick or to heal my family or to get us through those difficult times in life. I certainly want a God to forgive us when we get it wrong. That's what the crucifixion was about, right? Uh, and of course, I want to make sure that I have a God that will get me to that white fluffy place when we die. But sometimes, if we would be honest, that's enough God for any of us. Keep us out of trouble, get us to heaven when we die, and we're okay. But the resurrection is inconvenient. The resurrection changes everything or it changes nothing. On Friday, Jesus died and was buried, but the grave couldn't hold him. Jesus defeated death, hell, and the grave. And on that first Easter morning, he rose again. He's alive, and because he lives, we shall live also. There's simply no lukewarm response to that. I've if we were to see a dead body get up and live again, we wouldn't have just a casual, lukewarm response to that. The resurrection requires a full life response. The resurrection changes everything, or it changes nothing. It transformed the disciples. The crucifixion left them hiding behind locked doors, scared that they were next. That's where the women found him after they found the empty tomb. The resurrection made them bold evangelists who risk everything to tell the story. These, these 11 men who were hiding for fear of their lives after the crucifixion, after the resurrection, went out and preached the truth of the resurrection, even though eventually it killed all of them. All but one. John, they tried to martyr John, but he wouldn't die, and so they exiled him to the island of Patmos. The resurrection made the lame walk. Acts 3.16 tells us the story, but let me set the stage first. Uh, Peter and John are going into the temple to pray, and they're met by a lame beggar who's asking alms, and when he sees Peter and and, and John, he asks for help, and Peter responds to him, Gold and silver have I none, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, walk. And immediately the man gets up and walks and leaps and shouts into the temple. Well, you can be sure that that made quite a stir. When people go leaping and shouting into the sanctuary, somebody's going to notice and probably somebody's going to get upset. Sure enough, the religious folks did. So they hauled in Peter and John, wanted to know what was up and by whose name they had healed this person. Well, Peter, the same one who was scared for his life a few days earlier, says, and by faith in his name, his name itself has made this man strong, whom you see, whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given him this perfect health in the presence of all of you. 
The resurrection gave Peter and John the boldness to, to pray and to reach out and to help this beggar. The, the resurrection provided healing for this man who had been lame from birth. The resurrection changes everything or it changes nothing. The resurrection changed Peter's mind about an ethnic group that he hated. Uh, Peter had been raised to think of, of Gentiles as unclean, that it was sinful to hang out with them or even to walk into their homes. Uh, they were less than in Peter's mind. But in Acts chapter 10, uh, God invites Peter into a Gentile's home to share the gospel. Peter goes, the, the spirit is poured out, people are baptized, and Peter is convinced that he can no longer call anything unclean that God has made clean. The resurrection changed Peter's racism. If we are convinced of the resurrection, I don't mean we attend Easter on Sunday, but if we are convinced of the resurrection, it will change us as well. It has certainly changed me. To be honest, I confess I used to be hateful to some people that I now call friends. I thought I was better than them. I thought I knew right and that they were wrong, and yet the resurrection has worked its way into that part of my life, and now I call those people friends, and I love them deeply. Because of the resurrection, my selfishness, my desire to get more stuff and keep more stuff for myself is continually giving way to generosity. The resurrection is making me more and more of a pacifist. I used to celebrate our might. I would look at the things that we could do with our military and, and I would feel about it the same way I feel about Alabama football. Now I'm heartbroken at the use of violence even when it seems there's no other choice. The resurrection has changed me. Now, I suspect we'll still try to contain Easter. You know, let's keep it hemmed up into one day of the year. We want enough of the resurrection to get us out of trouble, but not enough to make us uncomfortable. It doesn't work like that. It changes everything or nothing. Now, rarely is it, an, is it an instantaneous change. Instead, it's progressive work, working its way into every part of our lives over time. I can say today that I've been more impacted by the resurrection than I was a year ago or five years ago or 10 years ago. And that's as it should be as we continue to put our faith in Jesus and the power of the resurrection, then our lives will continue to evolve to look more like his. You may be aware of places in your life where you're holding out. Easter is a great day to let the resurrection in. How has the resurrection changed you? How will it change you?